Well, Mark, I'm a busy man. I got a lot to say. I can't be bothered to, with all these diphthongs. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative of the Talent Podcast, brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jake. Hi. Sitting next to Jake, it's someone else who might have crapped in his pants. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2009's District 9, which was a Jack pick, and we're going to dive all the way into that real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute shit out of it. And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now, so as it has been for over a year, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to continue going to Feeding America, help someone who needs it more than we do. Uh, but if you do want to get some cool perks and uh, know your money's going in a better place than our dumb asses, you can go over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror and support the show at your level of choosing, and uh, know you're going to do something good with your money. And if you can't do that, that's cool too. We just appreciate you being here, hanging out with us. But do do something you can for someone who needs it. Blacklivesmatters.car.co is a good list of resources of ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Jack, I'm throwing to myself. Yeah, you just um, want to keep talking? Well, just keep talking. Yeah, it's fine. Just, just, it's, keep, well, just, mine go. Is just lame. go. I couldn't I couldn't do better than Space Dust. My beers for yeah. these fears are Elysian Space Dust IPA. Um, this is a very alien-y movie, and they it's space goo they have, not space dust, but you know it's, it's I mean, dust it's, 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 just it's, dust in a different form of matter. I assume fine. there was space dust, dust on the ship when they opened it up. Dust in the wind, too. There's dust all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um and I mean the slums of Johannesburg are, I assume, exceedingly dusty, so it works perfectly. Exactly. I saw all the dust when the helicopters landed, you know. Thank you. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? I got two going. First off, I got uh, from the Crux Fermentation Project up in Bend's, I, uh, <laughs> up in Bend. I got a uh, Cast Out IPA. Yeah, I mean, had that one before. Very self-explanatory. He becomes an outcast. He is cast out of society for, I mean per the propaganda campaign for banging an alien and then he turns into an alien and it's like, you know, you, lots of lies and stuff going around. But the point is he's persona non grata at the end. Um, and then I also went with space theme. I got Boulevard's uh, Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, Jake, how about yourself, guy? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this right up front. So you didn't have a quote ready to go. Would you care to explain why, Jake? Well, Jack, you see... Uh, to, to have a quote ready, I have to have watched the movie. <laughs> I think, here's the deal. I think in an A to Z whore first, or we're going to call it a first, one of us just didn't watch the movie this it's, week. <laughs> it's definitely a first. It's definitely a first. There isn't, look, here's the thing. We we need to treat this as, as what it is. We need to call it by its name, which is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for us to have an interesting discussion around what does someone who saw this movie I don't know, eight years ago? What do they remember about it? How does it land now? And have that conversation with two other people who just saw it. And this is also, nothing but an opportunity. Consider it like a workshopping of different ways we can handle the podcast. Yeah, so here's just an idea I'm going to throw out there. I think the person, hypothetically, who didn't watch this movie should probably do the 30-second plot synopsis. As the person who would otherwise have to do it, I'm fully on board for that. <laughs> Damn, I don't remember anyone's name. 
Vicus. <laughs> Vicus is the only one you need. Yeah, but it's like with a W. Yeah. Merowith. Okay, it doesn't change how you're going to do your plot synopsis. I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's it's a noodle soup type of situation. Look, it was it was a busy week and things just fell apart. I did make an attempt, but uh, technology really it screwed me today. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, technology is what screwed you. Let's go. It is. That. I downloaded it and then I fucking <laughs> it wouldn't work. So I sat in a five hour car ride and it couldn't do di- anything with it. I'm okay. It's fine. I don't have Idaho stratosphere. The stratosphere is part <laughs> of our fucking. <laughs> <laughs> entry into space, which these aliens well, need to try on. to the, do at some the point. The ship is in the stratosphere. No, it's too low. I don't think it's in the stratosphere. Yeah, it's, it's, a very it's not even ship. in orbit at all. At some all. point, it has to exit through the stratosphere, which is what happens at the end of the movie. Spoiler. I thought stratosphere was relatively low. Is no, it it's like higher, dude. Uh, it's higher than that. Look at that shit. Are you that's kidding like, me? Yeah, it's like a half a kilometer above the ground. Yeah, come on. That- I, thank you for the... Thank thank you, actually. You I know try. what? I, I, I try to help, and I just get... He just jumps down my throat. No, I'm just trying... What's the other beer you're drinking? Oh, Kindling by Odell. This is just a <laughs> you side just beer. just stopped halfway through. <laughs> I, I don't have anything to say about it. It's He's fine. living in Give Up America. Oh, my God, For the record, yes. the stratosphere is between seven and a half and 31 miles above the Earth's surface, so... Is that shit in the stratosphere? Yes. <laughs> At some point it is. Yeah, it had to I get mean, here somehow. It had to leave somehow. Through. Nailed it. I think you were thinking of troposphere, boys. I wasn't. I was thinking of stratosphere, because that's what my can says. At the end oh, of right. the movie, it flies away at some point crossing through the stratosphere. You don't know that. Maybe it uses some kind of quantum mechanics to not, travel. Not, no. Oh, like a tesseract? It's like, a, nope. it's like an event horizon type of thing? Not, it has exactly. to at least exit the Earth. Bef- no, it definitely goes through the stratosphere. Teleportation. That, that would have holes. been a District 9.2. That's what I want is the uh, whatever the hell Christopher flies away in the spaceship and he teleports into hell instead of going home. <laughs> and his life just gets worse. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we'll get into all that kind of speculation when we do actually review the movie. But, boys, ordinarily on the show, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds. But as we record this, it's close to the first of the month. You see, I'm not doing when we release this anymore, because who knows? Uh, <laughs> so it's time to do HRR, or the Horror Release Roundup. Now over at the website, a a-horror.com, you can check out a full list of all the horror movies we are able to find coming over the next month, a link to the trailers, and our thoughts about all of them. But here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with the top one, a bottom one, a dark horse pick, and whatever else we find interesting because fuck it uh let's start at the bottom bottom ones mark what's your bottom one pick <laughs> oh my god for june me, of 2021 put me on the spot um <clears throat> lots of movies this month there were so many movies 30 movies summer. i think the floodgates have officially opened summer on yeah, summer it's like a combination and on of, end of covid <laughs> yeah people being able to actually finish movies theaters or companies being willing to release them because theaters are opening it's a lot of a combo platter yeah it's a real poo poo platter of movies. Oh, uh, speaking of poo poo, I picked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was really proud of that transition. I picked Queen of Spades. Um, oh, it's that Russian one from a few years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. They're pushing that back out. No, so I went back and watched that trailer, and it looks substantially better than this movie. Have you guys heard of the Queen of Spades as a no as Bloody like, Mary as no. a Bloody Mary thing? No, Jack. No. Okay, I have not. No, nope. I was curious if this was just like. Other parts of the country had this. I mean, it must be. It I must have be to assume thing. it's real. Um, I whatever. We it's didn't an urban do it legend. when we were kids. So, sure. so and if it if it didn't happen to me, then I doubt it exists. Um, but in <laughs> any case, 
all I was reminded of when I watched this trailer was that that other movie exists because I thought it was also weird at the time. Uh, Queen of Spades, The Dark Right, which is, I think, Russian or Ukrainian. It's Russian, I think. Yeah, something whatever. like that. Um, and this just looks substantially worse than that movie. So I, I just got hung up on why why does this need to exist? I'm all for creepy ghoulies coming out of you know you you messed with the power beyond your control because you were playing some stupid game like candy man or bloody mary or whatever but oh this just looks fucking bad <laughs> yeah it doesn't look good but i'll tell you what this one hit me better than it hit you probably just because i recently watched the empty man and so i am super on board for these kind of like kids games horror movies now because is that, that what the empty man's insane. about the Empty Man game? is like a, a, a kid's game yeah. that you play and summon the Empty Man. I'm sure yeah. we'll talk about it Ostensibly. soon. Ostensibly. Yeah, like oh, I said, we will. I am all in favor of those ge- those movies based around like childhood games and stuff where something goes wrong. Or like Ouija or uh, Midnight Man even. That movie was terrible, but it was awesome in a weird way. Um, this one's just like if you're going to directly compete with something that may or may not be a made-up ritual that kids do, I mean, at least make it as good as the other one that you're that is doing the same thing you're doing yeah <laughs> yeah i, no, I, I agree it doesn't it certainly doesn't look great um i picked a different movie i picked blackstock boneyard um which is the one that's like uh after being wrongly executed the the two brothers return from the grave to yeah. avenge their death and reclaim their land it also appears to be uh doing some uh you know uh playing on some racial themes and all that kind of stuff the two brothers are black um it's movie the exposition in the trailer is some of the roughest exposition I've ever heard. It's like where people go into a, a grocery store, like a little convenience store, and the, the clerk behind it walks out for by the kind of like, you haven't heard this legend that I'm going to spend 11 minutes explaining to you? That's Jack. the whole plot of the movie? What? This is just the point in time where we mentioned this doesn't necessarily make it okay, but this movie is trying to be B and bad. Like, it's 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 is not. It? Yes. This is trying to be grindhousey and exploitation-y, 100%. Okay. Yeah, but it looks terrible. It doesn't look fun. Uh, yeah, I said it doesn't make it better. I just want to say what yeah, I'm thinking. Not, like, yeah, it doesn't it appear to be that. approaching it sincerely. No. Yeah. Jake, the other thing is you pointed out the trailer or the uh, the description of the movie like that they wrote for it says you should watch this while we're waiting for the new Candyman to come out. I which is like, don't even if there's ever been an admission that. of we didn't make a great movie, I think it's like, hey, Candyman isn't out yet. Watch this one. Have Fuck you it. considered allowing us to ride their coattails? <laughs> we would appreciate so, that. I p- I picked Blackstock Boneyard. Yeah. Eh, just the Black exposition stock and was two smoking barrels. T- too bad for me. Uh, Jake, what did you pick? Oh man, I picked Agnes. Yeah, which is the nun movie enough. exorcism movie. Because why? I talk about a type of movie that I don't need to see any more of. There, you have to be doing something in your trailer that lets me know that you at least tried some to do something novel and this did not accomplish that. Jack, so. there, there are nuns that bleed from their eyes, though. That's spooky. Oh. Yeah, this okay. also had the vibe <laughs> of one of those movies that, like, all of the suspense in it appears to be based on, like, deep religious lore. So you have to already be a deeply religious person yeah. to even be, like, interested in or scared by what's happening. Potentially, yeah. If, if you're someone who, if you're the type of person who is frightened by exorcism and possession and stuff like that, maybe this will scratch an itch. But I don't know how, even if, even if you were, how you haven't seen this a million times already. 
I also love that they think it's an ace up their sleeve to pull the whole thing of like, actually, exorcisms are real, but they're swept under the rug by the Catholic Church because they don't want you. That's to. happened too. Like, I'm, I'm struggling to know. think of it's, all the movies. Every have done single that. movie does yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, even, your your subversive element is ten years too late. In fact, it'd be funny it's, now <laughs> if if you did almost like a dystopian future thing where the Catholic the Catholic Church, Catholics, uh, <laughs> the Catholic Church was just like super in your face about exorcisms. <laughs> Reimagine a future where just See, exorcisms. All that over would the be something place. that I would watch. Maybe you know you go down to like Main Street and Fourth and watch like a, a busker do an exorcism, just out there. You know on Main and Fourth. Sure, interesting. I'm not necessarily in this city. <laughs> okay, I'm just I, just on. I needed an somewhere. Main and Fourth is the place for busking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Exorcism busking. Ex- well, Main and Fourth in Boise is a particularly weird place to do uh, that. Busking. Yes, I can't even think of what's on that corner. <laughs> Like blue sky bagels, but oh yeah, okay, oh that's, yeah, that's you over get a by bagel, a you watch an exorcism. Oh, I don't even goodness. fucking live there anymore, dude. You better wait for like a month. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad ones to pick from this month, but there's a lot of less bad ones to pick from. So let's move on to our dark horse picks. I guess I went. Did I go first? No, Mark went first. Mark. What's your dark horse pick? I did go first. Um, I think there are a bunch of different ways you could go. There's some really interesting uh, horror comedies that are coming out that got a pretty good chuckle out of me during uh, while I was watching the trailer. But what I ended up going with was The Super Deep, which is coming to Shudder. Um, this was, I had an interesting experience with this trailer. The first, the first link I put in the document um, was... I, I don't think this is a Russian movie, even though the super deep, the cola super deep hole or whatever is a Russian thing. We'll see when it actually comes out, but this movie's in English as near as I can tell. Um, but it was like a mistranslated Russian trailer into English. And I mean, you can find it if you go up and you type in super deep, at least, you know, as of the time that we were recording this, like two or three days ago. It was the first trailer that popped up when you Googled it. And it had some truly phenomenal uh incorrectly stated subtitles the large <laughs> the largest i think one of them was the largest secret project of the ussr or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah all kinds of fun stuff like that but essentially what this is is um you know something crazy happens at the cola super deep hole they button it up uh because they hear screaming coming from inside or something i don't know there's a monster they send in a team of scientists you've heard this story before and there's an alien down there and it turns people into other aliens or monsters or something so like that all of that we've heard before except for the setting and the and setting that's itself it really isn't any different from something like the thing or it's, life it's 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 different enough for me to interest me i i don't know like that being a real place Makes it interesting. Uh, yes, but the other thing I would highlight here is the practical effects that they show in the trailer look pretty damn good. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So this one also gave me real vibes of the uh, the Impossible Planet story arc from Doctor Who, which is I think some of my favorite Doctor Who episodes ever. Um, and those are kind of you know the thing esque or sphere esque a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a creepy crawly that comes out of a really really deep hole. Yeah, absolutely. I like that very much. Um, I don't uh, disagree with your pick, Mark, but I went a different direction. There were so many ways you could go for a Dark Horse. Like you said, Mark, I picked a movie called Gaia, which is so weird. Like, this is about the Earth spirit Gaia, but as, like, a corporeal being that's angry about stuff. And it looks. It's it's made out of cordyceps. (laughs) 
is what it is. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> it's a yes. clicker. It's a clicker from The Last of Us is what this movie is. I don't know what that is. It's um, it's, it's a horror video game. We'll talk about it later. But it is like a, a fungus that... Uh, <laughs> it, it, it does, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but it's like, it's shown in three or four different forms in this. One of them is like that fungus, Mark Corniceps, that I think Corniceps is exclusive to beetles, but that, like, one of those kinds of fungi that, that ruins... and it's it attacks ants. like ants and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't ants and all <clears throat> sorts of insects, grasshoppers, but... Um, there's also one where it's like a Humans mud too. weed monster uh, coming out of the the swamp. Like, there's just a lot of shit going on. I have it in Dark Horse because it looks like it could be way too fucking weird and like artistic for artistic sake to actually be a very watchable movie. Um, but could be great. Yeah. Uh, nothing about this movie looks unoriginal. Agreed. I agree with this take. This was in contention well, for me as well. Well, the cordyceps thing is very well, unoriginal, but whatever. I think the implementation. But that, I mean, is that's good. just like one way the thing manifests. So, yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's that unoriginal. I'm unaware of anything else that's used it. Well, The Last of Us has done it a bunch of times, and Bro, I want to say that uh, you're over-indexing. No, you're, okay, okay, but also the girl with all the gifts had a very similar thing too. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> That movie did have it, yeah. but it whatever. Cordyceps is still fairly novel, I think. Yeah, also, Cordyceps itself is just made fucking... It's, it is, nature it is. is just horrifying. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you can use that. I mean, dude, we're fucking talking... We I believe, to- boys, I believe one of the two published articles I wrote for Cracked.com back in the day had Cordyceps in, uh, as one of the entries in it. Link it's weird. In the You've never brought below. that up before. <laughs> but you're a published comedy I'm, writer. I know. It's, I keep it close to the vest, Mark. Jack close went to, to college vest. once. <laughs> you went to college twice, actually. It's fair. <laughs> but also once. Both are true. Um, Jake, yeah. I've got some runner-ups I want to talk about, but let's hear about your Dark Horse first. I went with one for some of the same reasons as you in terms of why I put it in Dark Horse, and it's because it does seem indie as hell, and it could be fairly art for art's sake. Uh, I picked Sensor. So when I think about this trailer and what this movie is bringing to the table... It looks really interesting, and it looks like it is going to be a very small percent of people's jam, and I think that I am one of those people. I'm going to watch this, but it's Dark Horse because sometimes with these movies that are like really well sharp, it's shot, but super indie, the trailer might not match the overall feel of the movie when you're watching it in feature-length format. And this feels like one of those that could go that direction, which would knock it down a peg. Now, just to say what this is about, this is about a woman who is a censor. I, it's it's striking me as like the video nasties era in England where movies come to her and that is her job is to like go through and like dictate or, or figure out like what should be censored in the films. She gets one. She has an estranged sister that she thinks is in this movie. And then the story progresses from there. Looks really interesting. Looks like it might be a little too much for a lot of people, so it's going here. Yeah, Jake, I don't you didn't I don't think you wrote my you read my write up of this for the website. I did not. But this one I did say like if you want the opposite to one that I'm gonna talk about later, this one falls on the wrong end of the could be artistic for too artistic for artistic I, spectrum for Yeah. Me. I, I think I have like a bit higher tolerance for that. So that's no why shit. I'm put I'm putting it here though. <laughs> I'm putting it here though. <laughs> I mentioned it at least. It's I, Being I think self-aware is very important. Uh, some other dark horse contenders I want to talk about here. Uh, False positive was barely, mm. barely didn't make my pick for a dark horse. This is the uh, this oh is with Brosnan Pierce Brosnan in the Alana Glazer trying to get pregnant yeah. with her for 
excuse me, fertility doctor Pierce Brosnan. Dude, um, the role he was born co- to play. Co-written by Alana Glazer, and I had no idea how much I wanted to see a horror movie written and starring, written by and starring Alana Glazer until I saw this trailer. And the answer is, I want to see it a lot. I want to see it very much. I'm not very familiar with Alana Glazer. This is uh, Broad City is the thing you'd know her most. And from. I have she not watched that. So directed. And- this is unofficially canon to the James Bond universe, right? Yes, he is James. <laughs> this is what this is what he does after. Yeah, he retires. And he retires being 007 and becomes a, d- a devil doctor that impregnates women with demons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's very logical. I don't know why anyone would question that. I just wanted to confirm that that is yeah. that I had that fact <laughs> correct. Okay, he is so handsome. My God, <clears throat> even it with is the gray shocking. hair, mm. even oh, more with so Mark, with the gray hair, dude. More I, so. I noticed. Okay, quick aside. I noticed today that. My hair is going quickly. Like, <laughs> oh boy, you got I got well, a year. Dude, your brother's hair is already. Yeah, going he's away four gray. years younger than me. He's gone. I mean, I mean his hair's all hair's, there. We had a history going teacher gray in high school. Oh yeah, we will not back. lose our hair. I am looking forward to it. Except my hair's not Pierce Brosnan hair. I mean, I'm not Pierce Brosnan. My hair's just going away. It sucks. <laughs> Jack, you have a full head of hair. Your hair's great, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. My beard's going gray, but other than that, I'm doing fine. I, what other backup dark horses do we want to talk about? I wanted to talk about digging to death. Uh, we shit on uncorked a lot, rightly so, uh, and they've been kind of on a hiatus uh, for a couple no. of months now. What? Um, well, we've had fewer releases. For they've a few had months. like one or two in the last six months, which usually they have about one a month, maybe two a month. So um, they've been going a little bit slower. I'm sure that uh, you know not being able to film in person and like fly around the world and stuff like that has hampered their filmmaking, but. Um, digging to death has the, you know, the normal things that you see in a, an uncorked trailer, like bad practice or bad special effects and sure. kind of not, I don't want to call it poor acting cause that seems mean, but, um, not particularly well directed like dialogue and stuff like that, but oh, also this is one with Richard Ryle in it. I don't know who that is. The old guy at the start of the trailer with the mustache who you've seen in like a thousand things before. I definitely have seen him in zero things. Before. I don't know this what is, you're talking you have, about. You have absolutely seen him. The only this thing is I remember the one about, this about trailer. the guy who founds a dead body yeah. with a bunch of money in the back of his house, and then that dead body gets up and like haunts his house and. And falls that thing is buried. Shot. I mean, a quarter of an inch under dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's very. He shallow. was like a paper pusher, mid-level officer in the Fugitive. He was one of the bosses in Office Space. You know who Richard Ryle is. Okay, well I don't K. remember him in this, and you're distracting from I, the fact that this looks pretty good, and it's an uncorked it, thing. I'll tell you what happened to me with this one is I saw Richard Ryle in the trailer and I saw it was uncorked and I was like, what? Richard Ryle, who is, it felt like he's too big for this movie. Jack. <laughs> what? I don't have anything else to say. I think you can tell by my tone. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> okay. So should we move on to top one? No, I have or some other stuff to about... talk about. I have some other okay, stuff to talk, talk about. Okay, talk about it. Talk about it. Wait, oh wait, my... wait, wait, wait. You just interrupted to say that you didn't have anything else to say. No, no, no. And then no, no, no. asked, to you wanted him. to move on. To him about his Richard Ryle point. Okay. I have other things Richard to say. Richard Ryle Oh, fuck. See, now he's doing fantastic. it again. Fantastic. Okay, great. Guys, he has, like, so many IMDb credits. He's been in so much shit. Jack, I've seen none of it. Let me talk about another you, movie that I put you in the... Con- you've seen in, the... Fu- you've seen... I know you've seen both The Fugitive and Office Space. He's still on it. Yeah. And yes, and he's critical in those movies. Well, I mean, Is in he... fairness, I haven't seen The Fugitive in twenty-five years. <laughs> I've seen Office Space Kimbo! more recently, but I do not remember him. Definitely, I own that movie too. Mark, 
I'm not watching this. This is an off air thing that doesn't matter and no one's going to understand. <laughs> okay. I am going to talk about another movie that I've thought about putting in the Dark Horse Care area. Carrier. Uh, is Say it. it. Is Go. It Untitled horror movie. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I was angry going into this one because as the listener and or reader would know by now, Mark is the most buttoned up here. Sorry, Jack, but you know it's true. So he had already written his parts. And <laughs> I, also I expected, made the entire post and found I all expected the when I started watching this trailer that it was going to be some fucking hot garbage alone in a ghost house type shit. And then came the turn. Alone in a ghost house was great for the record. For the record. And I am interested in this. I don't want to say much about it. It's 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 a meta horror comedy. <laughs> the the trailer has a twist. Yes. And it's called Untitled Horror Movie and it's a meta horror comedy. It seems interesting. Might not be good though. Yeah. It good, might not good be call, good. Yeah. This is also very much my bailiwick and I'm looking forward to I it. I was very much put off by the Untitled Horror Movie name of it and I was like, "Oh, you're doing like a trying to be cool like the birds or something like fuck you." Like a found footage um, 3D type of thing. Kind of, but more like I was talking about the band, the Birds with a Y, who released that untitled album. Yeah, I got you. I'm I'm surprised he didn't start railing on that. Just the mere mention of it. Let's move I mean, on. <laughs> if you want me to go, no, I, I really a, don't. I, I really 16 don't. Sixteen more minutes on Richard Ryle, locked and loaded. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, but it brought me around pretty quickly to like they they the use of that name is appropriate and looks kind of fun. Let's talk about another potential dark horse, Ebola Rex. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I actually am. I'm I'm borderline serious because it's summer and this seems like a sci-fi jam. If this were on Sci-Fi Channel, I would watch it. And it, if was, it were and on I was sci-fi. just like flipping around on a lazy yeah. Saturday with nothing to do, or I was just killing That's, time. He, definitely. Listen, Here's the definitely. thing. If I stumbled across this, it would be an absolute delight. Yes. But if I have to go seek it out no. and put it on, no, no, no. no if I'm I ever see it. it on Sci-Fi when I'm perusing the channels of my non-existent cable it, network, I might throw it on. It's my dream that it's on the like when I'm doing some work one day and I put on shutters like now playing or whatever. That and you think a Bull Rex is gonna be on there? I just want to mention yeah, one this quote isn't coming to shutter. One is it really one it, quote it is from not this coming to shutter? Oh, okay. Well, one quote. But from that's this trailer. the only that's the only way I could stumble <laughs> across something these days. One quote from this trailer is: "A person injects a T Rex with Ebola, comma, effectively causing it to escape the lab." Yeah, very, <laughs> that's very the, That's stupid. the type of movie we're getting here, and they I also, am for it. They also capitalize Science Lab. I mean, <laughs> it might be the name of it. Also, it in might the, be the brand. IMDb summary thing, they misuse its without an apostrophe. Fun. Yep. I mean, that's a fairly common mistake, so I'm going to let it slide. I mean, but fine. But, it's... I mean, this is a professional endeavor, I would expect, so maybe you I... know your apostrophiz- apostrophizations, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this is the thing that bothered me the most about it, but the fact that like reptiles can't get Ebola and certainly can't transmit Ebola was I don't know why that's where I decided to be pissed off about. Yeah, it. that's that a weird thing, off. dude. This Look is a special kind movie. of Ebola. <laughs> Look at this fucking movie. I don't have. It's also else. worth noting that it's called Ebola Rex. He had they injected T Rex with Ebola, but it just appears to be about a T Rex killing people. Nothing to do with Ebola whatsoever. Yeah. See, the thing that I liked about that take was that he said Trex. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mark, I'm a busy man. I got a lot to say. Okay. I can't be bothered to, with all these diphthongs. Let's get to the top ones for the month. <laughs> okay. Well, did we want to talk about the conjuring? The devil made me do it. Yes. Because none of us picked it for our top one. Yes. I mean, we should. It's, it that, came out um, by the time you really heard this. Surprise anybody that that's not our top one. I mean, we all love the franchise. We're all probably going to watch that movie in the next yeah. week and probably weigh in on it on the next recording. But spoiler, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he it's has also. That franchise is a very predictable, steady state <laughs> flat line of there's going to be some 
kind of cool scares. Uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson like are going to be interesting. They might introduce a tertiary character that gets a spinoff. Oh, I see. You're talking about the formula for the movie is like, you know, the quantity. You know what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Not well, the quality of the mark- movies because we are on a downward slope that's acceptable. It's just each one is a little bit. This is guaranteed to be worse than two, which was obviously worse than one. Conjuring one was fantastic. Conjuring two was, was really good, pretty good. We, I mean, yeah. we did an episode, but on it that. wasn't as good as one. No one would have that take. Right, you can't absolutely keep that pace going. Let me throw something else into the mix here, though. I don't know if you guys actually know this. Do you know James Wan isn't didn't correct? Direct three. The dude who directed La Llorona directed the this. Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, the bad not one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, not the fucking not the Shutter good one. thing. Well, the, it's they're <laughs> not even. It's apples and uh, rutabagas, dude. It's not even similar. <laughs> Ru- oh, Everybody rutabaga. calls rutabagas the apples of the earth. <laughs> I called Jake. them a. I called it a rutabaga, with it like the uh, multiple apples and a rutabaga diphthongs. It's diphthongs, <laughs> diphthongs. all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, a T Rex is not a diphthong. That was a joke I was trying to do. But Jack, it's fine. Um, <laughs> You're missing the point. I don't. Yeah, I Michael don't Chaves. Think, I don't think the one. problem with. The curse of La Llorona was, was the, the directing. It, it was, was the, the script. script. Yeah, yeah. I think so that's I agree still with okay with. I this don't doesn't know. We'll look see. like a poorly shot movie. This looks like it's more of a character drama to me, like a, 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 a relationship drama. This is, this is hard for me because I don't want to spoil yeah, anything. We're just but I have guys. Seen it. Just put a pin in it. We're all gonna weigh in. It's on this gonna be fine. Too. It's gonna be worse than the other two. At the time of this recording, it just came out and it is crushing it. It's already made like twenty five million dollars. Um, more than that, actually, I don't know what it's made. Quiet Place Part Two also made like eighty million. The top two in the theaters right now; those two <clears throat> in order. I have tickets to a Quiet Place Part Two later today, boys. Fuck and, I, and I think for the record, that's coming to Paramount Plus in like next month. I'm so. probably gonna I do, do that. not. Paramount Plus and Apple Plus are the two streaming services. I actually, I, I, I would prefer to see Quiet Place Part Two in theaters of these two. Yeah, probably fair. Okay, let's continue. Yeah, we haven't even actually talked about our top Top ones, Mark. Well, luckily, we have a collective top one this month, which is uh, Werewolves Within. It's kind of bullshit. A very weird one for all three of us to pick, but I mean, hey. I went first, so I'm just just saying that. Um, This is based around a Ubisoft VR game, I think with the same title, Werewolves Within, that is seemingly based around the game One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which is also itself based off of the game Werewolf. Is is One Night Ultimate Werewolf what... I would call werewolf. Yes, probably. It's okay. the card game. It's it's the social deduction game. It's the more the one that I got kicked out yes. of a dinner party yes. with Hannah's friends for. Every time I play that game too, the they, it gets heated. Like friends are not <laughs> friends anymore. It's a worse version of Secret Hitler. I I love that game. It's I'm so not saying it's fun. bad. I'm just saying I've seen adverse outcomes. I didn't well, actually know the game was Secret called Hitler One too. Night Ultimate Werewolf. I have not. Secret Hitler is always a boatload of fun. So, uh, except for when Dan's is obliterated and doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> we have one. We have one listener in particular who's going to love that reference. <laughs> um, and they turned this game slash uh, video games uh, into a sort of who done it horror comedy thing set within a uh, wintry village. Which it's is almost like Wolf of Snow Hollow. June, but. I'm still on a high from Wolf of Snow Hollow, and part of that is coloring my interest in this, because uh, these seem like two Ps to me. Okay, D- it's a horror vastly comedy. different movie. But horror comedy, though. Yes. Though. Uh, though wait, Snow Hollow. define though. Define though. Define though. Well, because Wolf of Snow Hollow was... You got two very... You, Only sometimes a horror. You got comedy. two very different responses. If you have to go back to the uh, omnibus from last year, but it was one of those simultaneous yes nos from Mark yeah. and I. Let's talk about the most important part of this movie, starring Sam Richardson, yeah. who 
I'm now guaranteed that anything this guy does, I'm going to absolutely love. I laughed out loud, I mean, five times during this trailer. It it seems, yes, Jack, I agree with you, and. Also, the first non-commercial role I've seen Milena Vaintraub in. Is that the um, is that the AT&T commercial? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and she's been I in like a bunch of like. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, college, I've seen you in AT&T commercials. Yeah. College humor adjacent sketches. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. She's very, very good in those. Uh, yeah. I'm very hesitant to say nice things about Milena Vaintraub because of the terrible things the internet has done to that poor woman. But uh, she's also wonderful. Wait, you're hesitant to say nice things because the internet's been mean to her? No, the internet has gone too far the other direction about her in those AT&T commercials. Okay, I'm not familiar with this, and it sounds like we shouldn't be discussing it. It's so. a whole thing. Yeah, let's, a whole, let's, she did the, yeah, let's not. She's begging to be left alone. Well, leave her alone then. Fuck. Leave her alone. Yeah. Yep. But she's also great, and this movie looks amazing. <clears throat> that okay. was all very confusing to me, for the record. It's our top one, collectively, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else you were even considering? Vicious Fun was that a, one very seems close, funny too. a very close runner-up to me. Uh, and I think that they come out within like almost the same day. I think they come out the same day at the end of the month. This one looks wacky. Uh, Vicious Fun drops on Shudder. Uh, of on, course, by uh, the way. Yeah. Of course. On June 29th. Werewolves Within comes out theatrical on June 25th. But uh, Vicious Fun is a support group for serial killers. This kid finds himself in it, uh, not a serial killer, and he has to lie about being a serial killer in order to not get serially killed. Another horror comedy. Yes. I wanted more horror comedy in my life, I guess, is what the what I'm learning. This was my omnibus thing. Again, two omnibus references in like one minute, but I wanted not serious shit, and both of these are delivering on that. I agree. It was in contention. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything Absolutely. else was. I'm like scanning through the list of 700 movies. Uh, caveat. So oh, I have one more I want to discuss. I have to, Evil Next Door. The na- it's it's a lower rung than those two, but I was interested in it. And I think it's primarily because it's very, very well shot, or at least it looks like it is. It's a trailer. Come on. This is the one that I believe is Norwegian. It might be Swedish. Scandinavian. Oh, is it? Uh, it's like the haunted house thing with the kids. You know, kid gets into some shit, and he has an imaginary friend that's probably a haunted demon thing. Horror ensues. Never seen that movie before. Look, I, I agree. And the name <laughs> is fucking The Evil Next Door, but it looks very competently made. I, I also really, really like the Totoro style, like opening to the the passage in the woods thing that the kid throws his ball into that comes back. Out. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic scene. Yeah, there's also a hilarious scene where the baby demon thing is like floating, like he's in space through the attic. Yeah, kind of running, kind of floating. There's some. There's some gravity issues there, but it looks hilarious. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't also mention Caveat, which looks weird and cool. Uh, yeah. It's like you are a caregiver for this lady who lives on an island, but in order to take the job, you have to be in a harness and chained to the wall or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. That was fucking weird, but I've... I love how it's called Caveat. Well, the Caveat is Because it's the whole, like, there has to be harness. more to this. I get it. <laughs> like, they put it right there at the start of the trailer. It's just kind of... Interesting. Um, it looks it looks uh, weird, and yes. I like that. It's generally. on Shutter. Yeah. Surprise. Agreed. I think we should also mention the Unhealer as one that a lot of people are excited about this month. This is one about the the kid who like is getting bullied, but then he has the superpowers of anything bad happens to him happens to the person who's doing it to him. It's also Natasha Henstrich's Return to Horror, which is fun. This kid's on one. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can just start making up names, man. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually know that name, but I, I can't like supermodel pull. Supermodel from Species. Jack has Jack has this innate ability to just know actors' names, and I don't. I don't either. For the I mean, this would these this would be a very good skill to have 
if we were on a podcast talking about movies, luckily, <laughs> we talk mostly about nonsense. So totally different. So we're fine. We talk, we're, we're safe. We're mostly a big bad Beetleborgs podcast. We're in a safe place, you know. <laughs> Remember how their genie guy looked a lot like Jay Leno? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's fucking move on. Feature presentation. <laughs> Over at NDCHort.com this week, we watched 2009's District 9. Now, I picked this movie, boys. And I know that all three of us saw it in theaters, I think, when it first came out. I know I Jake it. and I did. I saw it in theaters, uh, yeah. You and I, Jake, I and I saw it in the same theater. Yeah, we went to this movie. Yeah. This I may have. I'm going to go with a maybe. What year did this come <laughs> okay. out? This had to be like- 2009. I just said it. A bunch. <laughs> Were we really in college when this shit came out? Yeah, dude. We went to uh, the theater that's by the mall in Boulder. Yeah. If I if know. I saw this in the movie theater, it was we went to the midnight release. But honestly, I, I truly cannot remember if I did or not. We Jake, we did that's interesting, Mark. We did not go to a midnight release. This was like a we go we got a matinee like a two fifteen PM and we got just went to this movie beforehand. Yeah, we just went yeah. to this movie. Yeah. It was an event. It was I mean we went to a movie together, it was fine. But we, people do. we we couldn't afford the midnight tickets, I don't It think. wasn't one of our like m- fun horror movie escapades. We, we weren't a test market for this movie. No. 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 Not like the other ones. Either way, I've seen it three or four times since then, I think. This oh, is a pretty wow, watch dude. for me. Yeah, wow, I've seen it once since then, I think. I've seen this twice. <laughs> well, because notably, I did not see it You should have seen it three times. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> what an Mark, asshole. You, you I own like, this on Blu-ray, Mark. I, I do I'm own this. I'm staring it in the face. Uh, for, some help you are. For some. <laughs> you want me to ship the disc to you? It wouldn't even have got there in time. We <laughs> talked about this last night. Yeah, like, like how was I brought it up, Jake? You brought it up. I well, I had to bring it up. I've seen this the same amount of times as you guys. I think four to five times, probably. I mean, like I said, I think we saw it roughly when it came out, yeah. um, and then I got it because I liked it, and I watched it a couple times since. But not. I mean, recently. spoiler alert: it's a pretty good movie. It is an exceptionally good movie. Yeah. It's it. Spoiler alert: definitely, it is better than I remember it being. Actually. Uh, Me too. <laughs> well, Jake. Giving Fuck ratings off. is going to be interesting because this is going to be a historically <laughs> rated thing for me. So, mm. what did well, you Jake, just? You what? are going to give us a thirty-second plot synopsis because oh, you didn't watch god. this thing this time around. Oh my god! So thirty seconds are on the goddamn. I don't plot. know any it's names. It's going to start when you I don't know start. anything. Make up the names. Trembling in my boots. All you need is Wickus. Vickus. It's Wickus, I think. Is it Wickus or Vickus? It's Vickus. It's Vickus, but is my time Vickus. already going? This is a disaster. And <laughs> 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 time. <laughs> Actually, that's about as good as I'm going to do. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. I have no idea what happened in this movie. Um, this is a this is an allegory for apartheid in South Africa is what this is. There's a guy named Wick. Okay, so 1980s or something, aliens come to the earth and they get stalled out and can't leave. People freak out. They, like, put them in a concentration camp, basically, and then put them down, pretty much. They just fuck them for decades. It's apartheid. It's apartheid. Avicus is there. Uh, he ends up getting into a body horror situation because I think he like sprays himself in the eye with some shit while he's going to evict somebody and then he turns into one of the aliens and eventually they get away. I don't know what happens in between. Time. <laughs> There's a lot. I haven't There's seen this lot. movie in like eight years, man. Yeah, yeah. Jake, I'll give you I'll give you a quick recap. Thanks. Right? Give me a so real the, 30 second. No, just talk about the movie, please. The, 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 the spaceship's there for like three days just hovering above South Africa. Nobody knows what to do with it. Um, Isn't the spaceship there the whole time? Yes. But well, it's hold there on. the He's whole time, there. but I'm saying in the 80s. 
it's there okay. for like three days. And eventually they decide to go in and cut cut it the fuck open. They find a bunch of emaciated, starving aliens in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had a, all... they had a trip gone bad. Yep. Okay, yeah, got exactly. It. Then yep. they, now it's like, you know, in 2009, set in concurrently with its release, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've been, it's, it's apartheid. They've been living in slums, a slum called District 9. And, but one of the aliens was one of the like technology officers or something, somebody who understood how everything worked. So he's been gathering alien technology from among the jungle to try to, to repair the ship fluid so he can fly the ship home and save his people. Uh, Vickis finds that fluid when they're they're the this multinational corporation is trying to evict all of the aliens out of their slums and into a concentration camp. Apartheid. And Vickis is chosen. He's like the he's the son-in-law of the owner of one of the owners of this horrible multinational like paramilitary yep. organization. Okay. He's chosen to lead this eviction. He when he's evicting the the alien who's Christopher Johnson who's like finding this collecting all this fluid he accidentally sprays himself with it and starts to turn and then he gets you know yeah horrible like every he the, his father-in-law tells the whole world he was fucking an alien so he can't be trusted and he's on his own yeah he gets he gets smeared and cast out thank you exactly yeah but he teams up with christopher johnson and they they sort of start to make things work and then christopher johnson gets away and wickes turns completely into an alien yeah, and I, I remember there yeah. being like a fucking. He gets into like an exoskeleton and goes ham on some folks. It was great. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna get into that. We're, we're gonna, get into, we're that. gonna <laughs> get into that. Christopher Johnson has. I remember a son. It being cool. Is it not cool? No, it's exceptionally. It is not cool. okay. I thought it you is, look. Yeah, but it's very dumb. Also. <laughs> yeah. Well, this okay. This movie has like deep things and also like crazy over the top Neil Blom campy uh, crazy things. Man, Neil Blomkamp. There has never been more of a one-hit wonder than Neil Blomkamp so far, huh? <laughs> he's got I like how I attribute it. It's like his brand, but like it kind of is his brand too. Like that's kind I mean, of this, it. His two biggest movies are like this and Chappie. <laughs> I mean, Chappie is basically this. this? It looks the exact. Chappie, I mean, obviously Chappie is this but... if you made it shitty and had Deantward wow. in it. Wow. Okay. So yes, on the Deantward, more I shitty than this. Bad. Yes, but Chappie was cool. I like Chappie. I never saw Chappie. <laughs> Like I did I not. Like I mean, Chappie. look. Don't get me wrong. It was no rock'em sock'em. He robots. made okay. So, dude, he made Elysium. I didn't watch that either. Elysium. Also Elysium. Elysium was this. Also great. Um, but but also a different planet. The 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 apartheid that's happening on Elysium is the rich planet versus Earth. And he made a movie called Demonic, which isn't out yet. That one comes out. That comes like out this year. It's another horror movie. Like so there you go. Yeah. But so far he's. Uh, but he also made. Uh, 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 they live in Joburg, I think, is what the the short. It's a six minute short that that uh, got him into the industry. Okay, like that's what this movie's based on, and it's also it's weird because the guy who plays Vickis is in a, alive in Joburg. Cheryl Tocopoli, uh, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, I can't. Boom! I just did uh, it. I pulled a jack. <laughs> nice. Um, Love Cheryl. But though. yeah, either way, Jake, you did an admirable enough job for eight oh, years nice. between your last viewing i don't know exactly how long it's been it's 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 been a long time. a long time. It's been a long time but we do need to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into except for alien they come to us because that's mine body I'm taking it yeah body, body horror, horror absolutely that's, and then horror-ish that also feels yeah, yeah i, don't, feel I like... don't think this is horror-ish at all by the way i'm interested in having that Woo, boy have it. i think this is full-on horror Oh my goodness gracious! With an action ending, um, I, I mean, mean the the body horror elements are undeniable, which does make this a horror movie. Uh, also, apartheid is pretty horrifying. Yeah, Situate, but, but that's I mean, more it, of like a the, drama. 
the the first yes. two thirds of this movie, I think, are just horror. From everything, from the way it's shot, like low angles and weird lighting, to Wick, Vickus being all alone, like scrabbling through, running on his own, being chased. It's not very actiony. It is just very scary and depressing until he steals the guns from the Nigerians, and then it's just a full on action movie. Did you remember that the Nigerians were? I don't remember Nigerians okay, in this movie, gotcha. no. I don't, this movie is still banned in Nigeria, by the way. Why As are there Nigerians? Be. They're from so far away. Uh, we're going to get there into the Niger- whole Nigerian angle. We will. Are we? Yes. We, yeah, we're absolutely going to get into that. Should we? Yes. yes. Okay, I don't know what it's, we're talking about, guys. To, it's fully banned in Nigeria. You kind of have I, to talk about it. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. Foreign, also. Foreign, for sure. Yeah, uh, independent. Was it? No, 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 no. This was back no, by no, no, no. major Fuck, studios. Yeah. Peter, this, Peter was Jackson, yeah. this was yeah, originally financed. This was originally financed as the Halo movie. No, I was. Just, was it really? Yes, this was supposed to be wow. Halo, and then somehow they along became the, along the an allegory line, for apartheid. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Nah, well, we're not." In doing fairness, that. this is probably a much better product than what would have come out of it Way otherwise. Way better, like which right. is typically I, the inverse of what happens. And it's interesting that based on yeah, this, is not really cool, it feels like it happens the other way a lot. I'm just talking, Whatever Jack. Blom- Whatever Blomkamp did to like retain creative control over this movie is a lesson to people in the industry because like based on he got this based on Alive and Joburg, which is like apartheid with aliens, and then if they wanted him to at some point make the Halo movie, he managed to pull out of that. And be like, no, I want to keep making the movie I want to make. Yeah, and did a fantastic job of it. This movie yeah. is very all, unique. All I want to do is make dystopian South African sci-fi horror drama stuff. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Have an but angle. I don't think I don't think this movie's horrorish in any case. Well, it is, but cool. We can move on. <laughs> uh, well, let's just dive into it then. What does this movie do right, Jake? The body horror angle—that's the per- that's the predominant thing that I remember. I mean, other than thinking that it's immensely interesting that this was the commentary that it was on apartheid rule in South Africa, which is less of a conversation for this podcast. And the body horror is more. Let's talk about the body horror. Looks really, really good. I would be interested in discussing how well it's held up, but I remember it looking bang on, mate. The body horror in particular for me held up fantastically. It looks amazing. There's a lot of cringy stuff, um, and that's what it's you also, want out of body horror. The Is this an R well movie? Served. This has to be R, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's, I don't know. I'm they asking. say fuck every three seconds in it. Cool. Um, it's very That cringy. sounds PG-13 enough. Swearing makes you cool. <laughs> um... They, 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 it, the movie's effects are very well served by like ostensibly this movie is a documentary about Vickis and like what happened to him. What? And so it's yeah. I don't it remember starts, that. It's, it starts like with Vickis in his That's office when he gets word that he got the promotion. Right. What? Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Th- this yeah. is gonna th- okay, listener. The, the for the first... first time ever, this is A to Z horror. They explain a movie to Jake Cast. <laughs> Aliens, comma, we explained to Jake. Um, Ooh, at it. <laughs> no, don't. The don't opening of this is shot like a, almost like an office type show, where there's like asides, there's people talking to the camera, there's like little snippets at the I'm, bottom. I'm, it's coming back now, yeah. Uh, that say, it's like, a lot here's like this a Vice person. documentary. And yeah, yeah, or, like, yeah, exactly, like some, yeah. something like that. And then the weird thing, and I mean, we're, we're breaking format here because we have to re-explain this. This whole Jake, podcast can be off format, it, bro. 
it then stops being that abruptly in the middle with no explanation. Like it's just as soon as he, they bring it back up like once or twice throughout the end of the movie. But basically after he passes out at his surprise promotion party, it's fucking done. Then it just becomes a third person, uh, action camera. Omniscient. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. They don't do the, uh, but then it ends back with like cut in interviews. It's just like, we wanted to, we, we, we wanted to ignore it because it seemed hard throughout the middle of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) We had an angle. We abandoned it early. We abandoned it often. And then we just decided to get back into it at the end and see if anyone noticed that we hadn't done it for 50% of the movie. So we're in what the movie does right, and this does not sound like Well, that. right. That's why I, Mark that's just why said, we're, said breaking we're breaking format. format. <laughs> oh, no, I thought he was talking about breaking format because of me. Well, we are, because you just brought up the fact. We had to explain it, and I'm not going to explain it without including the the notification. So you are breaking the broken format. Yeah. Jake. Okay. Jake, look at me. Give me some eyes, Jake. The effects are very well served by this being a documentary, like following just a handheld camera following Vickus around trying to tell a story. Yeah. And that the effects look really good through that lens, but then halfway through the movie, that whole conceit of it being a documentary, they throw that out the window, yeah. but keep the same shooting style. That so okay, it's and the it's, memorable parts of that movie do not. It's not the more documentary style. So that's why after let's call it, we're just calling it eight years. After that amount of time, that just falls away. My memory is yeah. of body horror and of crazy action and an exoskeleton and cool shit like that. It's none of the bookends that they apparently tacked on yes i i mean and i i like the way that those sections feel i think it's just funny and very unique in the sense that they're it's just like we're gonna stop doing this now <laughs> you we're know done. it okay. is one of the most it is one of the most successful like jettisoning of your overall conceit for filming movies like it's it bothers me less in this movie when it happens than it does in almost any other movie yeah where they're just like yeah fuck that documentary nah um, but Jake, fact, to your point, the fact that it doesn't bother Jack is a testament to how good this movie is. Despite, and that I think point. it's on it's on the back of the body horror, right? Because you're so wrapped up in that, you're following him. He sprays the shit in his face. It makes him sick, so they have to cut the cameras at first. It starts with just like normal vomiting. That sequence is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> that sequence part? is hilarious, where he's embarrassed. He like sprays the shit in his face, and he's embarrassed by it. So he's like, "Cut the cameras!" But then later he's vomiting. Oh yeah. Then he's pulling his fingernails off in the bathroom, which oh, is like, my God. Oh, "Oh fuck!" My God. And then he's like, he's trying to get home. And his wife has planned him this whole surprise party for his promotion. That's what my quote from Mark was, Jake, is he like walks in the door and he's like, baby, baby, I think I just shit my pants. Oh my God, I need to use the bathroom. She turns on the lights. It's like, surprise, (laughs) which is wild. (laughs) We've all been there. No, hold on. No, I haven't been there. <laughs> I mean, I have been uh, the first. I've been to the first half of that. Yeah, I've never had a surprise. It party hasn't ever happened me. during a surprise party. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have enough friends. For yeah, surprise. exactly. That's exactly where I am. <laughs> what and are we talking when about? I walk in, when I stumble pants? into the room and yeah. say, "I just shit my pants," and you guys turn the lights on, that's just like a Tuesday. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's how the baby baby part might not be quite the same. But in any case, what else does the movie do right? Well, I think but, this, is mean, a, but, this is a great place to jump in with Charlotte O'Copley is probably perfect for this role. I can't think Absolutely of anyone who would do a better perfect. job as Vickis. Should I know him as anything other than Vickis? No, he was nothing before this. He was, well, I mean, Jack, he was in They Live in Joburg or whatever. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. he was. As, he did nothing in that. <laughs> um, since then, he, not really. He was in Chappie. He was He was in... Chappie. And he did the mocap for Chappie. Okay, oh, he well, did? that's different. So he's Andy Serkis. He's, no. Yeah, he, was the, he, he was Chappie in Chappie. 
Okay, fine. He was also, uh, he wasn't face, but he was in the A-Team, the A-Team remake, which was actually a surprisingly good movie, despite how shitty it was. Um, <laughs> face was Liam Neeson, but he was the helicopter pilot? Yeah, he, the, this say? movie propelled him into, like, kind of B-list celebrity. He's, he's in a lot of actual big movies. Yeah, but he's also, like, he's a pretty good actor, especially in he's this. He's fantastic. Like, he, so, it, it's a very interesting line this movie walks with who he is as a person. Like, is he competent or is he incompetent? Or, like, is how did he start dating his wife, who's a total hottie, but she is also, like, madly in love with him? So... Dude, by the way, look up this guy's wife in real life. South uh, African supermodel. So it, it's, it's a very strange, like, I don't Uh-oh. know if he's supposed to be like this total goofus or if he's actually a competent person and it was just kind of thrust into the spotlight at the wrong time. He is the perfect schlamozzle is what he is. He oh my absolutely God. Absolutely is the perfect schlamozzle, Mark. That's a great way to say it because he's, I, I fully agree with you. He's so, he's such an excited middle manager at the start of this, right? When they're interviewing him, he's so jazzed up about like the fact that they get to do these evictions and so clueless to how actually evil this multinational paramilitary organization is right um but he's but he also knows his stuff like he's walking around the only time he really fails at doing what he's supposed to be doing is when he's the beta to the alphas alpha yeah he he's he's a very very good middle manager right he knows all the stuff he's read all the stuff but he's a geek he's a dork and his job is to tell the guys with guns not to shoot the prawns and they're out there just to kill people and can i say prawns i feel like i can but also that's the thing is it feels not good (laughs) don't say prawns i feel like that's the whole point yeah but we also don't know what they're actually called the aliens just call them aliens that's fine that's probably worse fuck I'll just I'll, Jake's getting canceled. I'll call them. I'll call them the others. Can I do I, that? I probably should get canceled. I'm a fucking. I'm disaster. just bleeping all of it. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything Jake says, just censor. Uh. But he, but he starts. Mark, you're right. He starts like so, and he, he's his cluelessness kind of comes from also not only his cluelessness to the military operation, but his cluelessness of how evil it actually is right he's so excited to be moving up at this company and to be like he's in middle management that he never thought about like the not human toll but like the the rights the the civil rights of these aliens that the corporation's fucking with he just gets so jazzed up and excited about the middle management procedures of mnu and it's interesting that they include a shot for, I mean, literally two seconds in this movie of a bunch of the protesters outside holding up signs that say, like, we heart prawns and, you know, nat- human rights or everybody's rights or whatever the hell. The well, yeah, okay, well, they call and them then, human rights activists. And then they never talk about it ever again. So they, they nod to the fact that, like, there are people out there who think that we should be treating them equally. And then they're just like, but no, <laughs> that's not what this movie's about. We're, we're going to talk about the inner inner office politics of this thing that's happening a lot. Along with a bunch of guys with guns, which is kind of like yeah. interestingly more interesting in a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. Like it's it's weird that it took that angle because it feels like more like getting more in the weeds on it doesn't seem like the right play from an interest standpoint. So but it works. This is something I wanted to unpack, and it's gonna it's gonna bridge all three segments that we have. Perfect. I didn't even fucking watch the movie, so we're off format. Uh. <laughs> I think it's funny how thinly veiled a metaphor you need in order to have an honest conversation about systemic racism, where it, 
look, literally no one who watches this movie is like, yep, that was just aliens. We're not talking about anything else. Like, it's very obviously a thing about how poorly we've treated indigenous people and African-Americans and people of other skin colors and other beliefs. You're just talking about our country. You're just talking about our country. Well, no, I'm not. I'm talking about like literally every country on the planet. But when you say African-Americans, you literally said, yeah, well, right. Our country. Yes. You're talking about your own life experience. But my point, it's a a a universal thing. It's apartheid South Africa. Yes. Um, But I do. And then, you know, you get these, relatively knowing and sort of funny asides from the people they're interviewing of people who were definitely suppressed and targeted by apartheid who are then in these interviews saying, fuck these guys. They're not even from earth. We should get rid of them, that type of stuff. Mm. But then the second level down is the movie itself then says, in addition to the aliens, we also have these fucking Nigerians we're dealing with. <laughs> oh and my God. The, I think it's I a, don't remember this at all. I think it's a knowing thing to just throw that in there to also have this otherized community of lawless gangsters who are arms dealers and work alongside of the aliens in the in the slums to sell them cat food for their arms and do this other like crazy black market shit mm-hmm. but and but that the the fact that they enumerate it so specifically that it's like Nigerians and they lean heavily into like witch doctory and voodoo and stuff. It's just such a strange. So, I I want to yeah. know what I, was in the writers' room because I don't so know. If I, they I've were done just some work. I, I've done I have no this concept of the relations between this. Jake, I'll, I'll fill you in here for the listener who also hasn't seen this recently. There is a within the slums. Within District 9, there are gangs uh, that are, like, obsessed with weaponry and trading in arms. There is a and, gang. Yeah, and the movie calls the gang, instead of calling it a criminal gang within South Africa, like, they call them the Nigerians. Um, their leader, uh, I think, is Obasanjo, or o- Obasano, who the writers, or one of the writers, based on the former king of Nigeria, uh, his, Excellency Ch- his Excellency Chief Obasanjo, and... They, one of the writers wanted to make it a very big commentary on like how she felt about Nigerians as like a, a whole, but the movie kind of monolithically just says the Nigerians and they're the criminal gang that's obsessed with the guns. They're also the group of people that wants to like eat alien flesh for its mysticism, voodoo powers and get, get their abilities. Oh my God. I remember this now. So it took until you said that for me. So they don't move the movie. Yeah. In a movie about how otherization is bad, they it then also just include the Nigerians. Nigerians. I mean, but but <laughs> that is such I we can't unpack this well it's, enough. No, I, it it's has to lot. have been intentional. It has it to have has been intentional. Have been. And the amount of like weird nuance that requires. Well, I mean, is I that the commentary funny, then? Like, I don't it know sucks. how well that'll age. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just crossed off to you, so I'm just gonna say it again. I know that that. Oh God, I don't know what I said. It sucks, but like, I'm wondering. If we think it's intentional, like what were the choices that led to that being well, the I, so group of people? This is this is where I came to, and ultimately otherized. This is where I came to, and obviously I wasn't in the writers' room, so uh-huh. maybe I'm, you know, I'm I'm going somewhere that I shouldn't. But I think it's a trap for people to fall into where they're obviously the bad guys, but like, how willing are you as a viewer to say these this? you know, paint with a broad brush, whole group of people are still bad and irredeemable within this movie about how we already just do that to the prawns. <laughs> yeah. The aliens. Fuck. I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, uh, 
how how dumb are you that you can figure it out when the allegory is aliens, but you can't figure it out when it's the criminal gang? Yeah, that type of thing. That's I mean, where that's, I landed on. That's what humans do, though. Is they will always otherize. Like I think it that's is. What it I'm is. Saying. It is striking on this viewing how much the movie almost goes out of its way to not say the gang within District Nine, but to say the Nigerians. It is weird. I mean, yeah. there's a lot fewer syllables there, but that's why I'm sure that's why. <laughs> I'm sure that's why. I mean, there's fewer symbols in the gang. <laughs> you could have given him like a cool name. You absolutely could, like have. the Baseball Furies. Yeah, they could have been the Baseball Furies. <laughs> oh Fuck, shit, been good. the Baseball Furies. <laughs> <laughs> shit, yeah, or the, the whatever the roller skating gang was. That was super cool. We should watch the Warriors. Fuck, it's not a horror movie. Uh, I would absolutely draft that fucking shit. <laughs> Pat Cass. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next. Ooh, what else did the movie do right? But I don't want to leave body horror too much, Jake, because you're like it also mixes in with effects. Dude, I which said is body horror talk about. an hour ago. I know. Oh but, god. But let's go. Let's fucking go. Jake's watching. So not only have you not watched the movie, but you're just fully watching the avalanche. Cool. I'm still participating, Good. dude. Barely. I'm hey. very pleased. Sodfather, let's go. You're a Vegas fan anyway. <laughs> I'm not. Hold on. No, Vegas I don't shit. want that on air. None of this is on air. He's not I'm a Vegas fan. This is all on air. How dare you? I like the Avs better, but I like the Vegas. I like so you the like Knights, both man. teams, but you're kind of going for Vegas-ish? I like all 31 yeah, teams. You know? I like both teams, but I'm going much more for Avs than Vegas. Okay, this might not be a goal. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. They're going to review it. This is cool. This is fun. Uh, I, had, I, I think the general setup is quite interesting, where you get a stalled-out spaceship that... Doesn't go to watch. They talk about this in in one of the like early. Uh, it's like a blurb from a news channel. They're it was like, there it, for three days. It yeah. didn't go to Washington. It didn't go to New York. It didn't go to Beijing or London or anything. It goes just it goes to Johannesburg. Sit and then just parks and waits for a week before we we go up there and knock. We on go the up door. three days <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the things that's further interesting about that is, and I think this actually ended up being in deleted scenes. It, the way it's set up, it's an interview with a guy who's totally just spitballing. So I don't know if this is technically what happened, but I think it's an interesting sort of thought experiment of this was this was another alien civilization sending their people to us to get rid of them. Like this was this was already a disenfranchised group that was just getting sent to another fucking planet, <laughs> there's, which there's is why the spaceship doesn't work. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation in this movie. They just like kind of hint at like everyone on there is just like a worker who's incapable of understanding how the ship actually works, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then they they but further that... they further unpack that more directly in one of the deleted scenes where there's a guy who's just like none of them even know how to fly the thing. Like they can't the technology doesn't work. It was designed to come here and just dump everyone on a planet. Which is yeah. Quite there interesting are from a setup perspective. So many layers yeah. to that, to yeah. all yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, not only setup, but I what endured about this movie, particularly on this viewing, is how fucking good this thing looks. Because yes. this is insane effects. So Broad it held all daylight. The way up. Yeah. Not and it's just all the body like horror. CG. I think we kind of buried that a little bit too. Like that's not well, all. Of, all of the aliens are CG. There's mocap. That's another thing that's in the deleted scenes. Is it's one dude on stilts in a mocap suit doing all the acting, and that's really fun to but watch. But you have to but, you have to just understand like our typical stance on CG. So there's a high barrier 
when it comes to like what we find well, to be good. We've talked about this before. I mean, there, there's still good CG out there. But I mean, I, I want think stop motion and miniatures, the, man. The curve, the curve that CG goes through is like the computers weren't really able to do it in the early 90s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. Yeah. It was getting better and better and better. And then we finally got to a point where you could do like realistic and pretty good CG. And then we got to a point where anyone with fucking Adobe After Effects on their iMac Pro thing can do it. And it was the great democratization of it. But then you have this, the art side of it kind of got lost. So you have really, really good CG now, but you also have an overwhelming amount of really shitty CG that's just done on somebody's laptop in the basement. But right. this is kind of like right in the middle of that thing where you can do really good CG. You have the money for it. Was was this Weta? Was this? this I know yeah. it was Weta. Obviously, <laughs> it's. I mean, Peter yeah. Jackson's the executive. Yeah, producer. I mean, okay. Weta is better. This this got nominated for best effects uh, in Dead in bud. the Oscars that year. Fucking lost <laughs> to Avatar. <laughs> Fucking it's trash, dude. Piece of shit. Avatar is. I mean, it's a stupid movie, but it's a. Great special effects movie. Yeah, I mean, I, it, this 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 beats it in special effects. I think. I Watching think. Well, this, Ava- Avatar is holistically take. more effecty because it looks more fantasy. This has a gritty quality where you splice in those splice in is the wrong but word, the, but like I you was layer the effects in. How much of the aliens they show you all the time in broad? Daylight I mean, they're and just how good they look. They have to like you have to. That's the it, when it's you a pitch documentary this, about their yeah. When you life, pitch like, this concept, you that is the part you must nail. So that that is the one thing about Alive in Joburg that will. Uh, that that's the one thing about Alive in Joburg that is really hard to stomach is how bad everything looks in Alive. So this Joburg. costs thirty mil. And rightly so. It looks amazing. That feels. I am going off eight years, guys. This that feels cheap to me. It does feel. Pretty I mean, cheap. it feels super cheap, but. Yeah, um, I had and, and they use a bunch of different kinds of effects here too, right? Because it's not some of them are models. Some of the spaceship stuff is models. Some of the car throwing stuff is like scale models combined with CG, combined with mocap, combined with practical. They do a f- tremendous job blending it all. This is like what Weta does. They did a fucking fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. I I had one last thing that this movie does right, and I don't get to lean on this one very frequently, but when I do, I fucking love it. This movie satisfies. Eight-year-old me's need for insane sci-fi dumbass weaponry that's way impractical but is cool and makes yes! me explode. Uh, oh yeah, there's flamethrowers. The, the the most boring weapon in this movie is a flamethrower, and just to jazz it up, they made it shoot green fire. Love it. <laughs> there's a supersonic cannon that just turns yep. people into mush. Yep. There's rockets that the my favorite thing about the rocket pod that they use is it's not just like rockets that go and then land. They they throw in the rockets that have to do like an extra three sixty and like fly around a to bunch to find their targets to yeah. get like a half <laughs> a special like smoke trail that does it. They they take so much extra time. To make absolute nonsense weapons. <laughs> and it, the movie is so, so good because of that. Yeah. Uh, two more quick things I want to hit before we move on from Does Right. Um, Mark, on your point to Wickus, Vickus's character, uh, he's so interesting because he's so detestable in the early parts of this movie. When he's an obsequious middle manager, then there's the scene where they find the alien eggs being fed by the cow, and he gets so excited about unplugging them and torching them, and it's going up like popcorn, and he congratulates the other guy for, like, you just performed your first abortion. Hey, it's so fun. Like, he's yeah. he's so delighted by all of it, and un un deterred by how what a horrible thing it was but then like they do such a good job of making him horrible but then so relatable when he's transforming and like is just trying to like get back to his life wife that he loves that's that's really the thing though is like 
they watched such a strange line with Vickis because, right, that scene where he calls in that the population, scene. he calls in the population control squad, and they pull out the green flamethrowers and light the shack on fire, and then he's like, "Look, the eggs sound like popcorn." Yeah. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. horrifying. And then he tells the guy, like, you just performed your first abortion. Congratulations. Yeah. And then, like, two scenes later, he's back to being a charming guy who's, you know, I mean, well, let's be real here. This whole time, he's trying to trick the aliens into signing something that allows the government to legally evict them into a concentration camp. So he's not like, he's he's not a good guy, but. This isn't like a legal corner thing, but, like, from that perspective, like, what this government paid paramilitary organization does like to evict people from things is so depressingly accurate to what actually happens like do you want this thing that is the world to you like for the for the aliens it's cat food but like you want this cat food cool then just lie about who you are and sign this thing so we can evict you oh you don't live here that's too bad because we were going to give out cat food to whoever lived here so if you yeah, live here then we could so, give it to you like just how much they fuck with people god damn yeah <sighs> the the last thing I want to hit touch on before we move off of absolutely does right is Jake to your point you remember the body horror and for me this movie is the scene where he goes to the hospital he collapses at the he collapses at his party then they take him to the hospital and he talks about like he tells the doctor I've been losing some fingernails too and <laughs> he's, he's bandaged he's bandaged up his arm because he got burned when he was doing that and when the doctor takes off the bandage <laughs> it's the alien claw tentacle thing and he freaks out all the way that scene is perfect it's so scary you feel his terror it's unbelievable that scene is perfect it's so good that scene is this movie yeah i mean and that's the initial reveal of him actually being transformed you thought that it was just like some weird exposure thing i mean if you didn't see the trailers then i guess you didn't know what you were getting into but that if you went in blind that would be the first time that you saw like oh he's gonna turn into a prawn now how their technology actually works that you can get gasoline on yourself and turn into an alien then whatever but well, w- good. Not luckily, we can move past does right and get into some other categories. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> would you like a does middle or a does wrong? We've, I don't have any we've talked a lot about uh, we've talked about everything I had in does middle so far. With the gradual transition from this being a documentary to just being a full on action movie, um, as well as I just kind of wanted to bring up the little Halo movie thing, but we already covered that. But I do think it's probably worthwhile to note that there's a substantial amount of for as well like realized and thought out this movie was. There's a crazy amount of deus ex machina built into the fact that you can get sprayed with something and it turns you into a prawn. This movie is deus ex machina. It's a random fluid that comes from the alien technology that the guy's been distilling for 20 years that he can't use some of to save Vickus because he has to get the spaceship home quicker. And then, but apparently if you spray what has to be I mean, 10% of it on yourself, that's not going to set him back Is at it all? supposed to, like, work? F- doesn't it make the ship do things? Yeah, it's it's what? a fuel cell. Fuel. He makes a fuel cell. Why does that turn you into a... We have no exactly. fucking because idea. Because, because God is in the machine, Jack. You should blow the whistle. Well, we're not even you at You just called Jake wrong. Jack, by the way. You yeah. just called Jake Jack. Yeah, I mean, no, we were due. We were, well, frankly, Jack, th- we were overdue. That's does wrong, Mark. It's not middle. The frankly, day you sex machina and this is too rough. Okay, well, because good. We're already in does wrong, then. Not only is there that of just no explanation of why this gas canister turns him into an alien that like which isn't just an offhanded thing like people have been studying this this is what MNU is there to do it's all they want is to figure out how to turn a human give this hybridized DNA like that's all they're looking for is a chimera 
and this random cell of goo did it. Then there's also the fact that when he's simply running for his life, trying to find, like, scraps of rotten meat to eat and hiding out in slums, that's when he again encounters Christopher Johnson and finishes the movie's plot. Like, the the deus ex machina is strong in this one. Right. I, I, With this one. And another another point is... That was a Star Wars thing, Jake. And another point in the the Vicus, how are we, what are we supposed to think of him as a person timeline, is he fucking hijacks the, he, he knocks Christopher Johnson out with a broom handle and then steals the <laughs> spaceship. What? Just, yeah. What? Well, I mean, that is after Christopher Johnson told him, I can't help you anymore. I'll come back after three years. There's one person who can help you. He gives you a, a longer timeline than you had anticipated. Your move is, fine, I'm going to feed you to this paramilitary organization and steal your child and the spaceship that we were going to fly away on because that's somehow going to expedite me getting back to normal. That one fit with what I felt like was his desperation. Like, he just had the call with his wife where she's like, I want things to go back to normal. He's like, that's all I want to. And so he's just working towards that desperation. I don't know. That one fit with the desperation. But I guess my point is it's another one of those things. It it does sort of fit with his character, but it's another it's another nick in the in the bedpost of is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? He's definitely oh, for sure. a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. It, but it is also interesting because it also really works later on when they do fully team up. Like, it makes all of that so much more believable. When first Christopher Johnson, like, saw the horrible medical experiments that were happening to his people and were, was like, I can't, I'm not fixing you right now. It's going to take three years. I have to get back because I didn't know you guys were fucking with us like this. And then Vickis screws him over. I mean, like, I'm going to kidnap your son and try to work your alien tech on the ship. And then finally, when, like, the two of them get back together and it's like, no, now I just want to help you get home because fuck these guys. (laughs) Yeah, his mind changes, like, 17 times throughout the movie. No, I don't know. It made it work really well for me, though. I mean, the the back and forth. You go on a journey. Yeah. Well, it's kind of just like the imperfection of humanity is what it sounds like. You know, you're going to be self-interested to a certain degree at any point. There's a lot of self-interest with yeah. that character. Oh, God, we haven't even talked about the scene where he cuts off one of the alien fingers with a hatchet and just screams. It's such a good scene. Uh, we Fuck, also, I mean, you so just good. touched on it. You said that really the, the best scene is, well, I can't even remember what you said the best scene. Oh, the one in the hospital when he opens his hand Unwrapping up. the bandage. Yeah. The, I think one of the best scenes in the movie is when he and Christopher Johnson go into the experimental lab and CJ's like, Oh, so what good. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and especially because he sees his friend, right? His friend that the movie credits as Paul, but I don't think they ever said his name. Um, but who was like got shot pretty early on by the paramilitary dick, um, who's being just horribly experimented on. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of heavy shit in this movie. I guess is what we're talking about. What? Real, I mean, the whole scene where they have Vickis tied up. Right, and they're tasing him so he can pull the trigger on the alien tech. He's like, "No, I'll do it for. You. I'll shoot another pig. Don't make me shoot this guy." Yeah, Jesus, that's so fucked up. Right, that is. Yeah, that that's one of the. Yeah, that part of that scene is pretty fucking rough, man. Pretty rough. Yeah, didn't care for it. I mean, it was a really good movie, but <laughs> you know what I mean. We have complicated I mean. feelings. Um, the 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 
I'll put this in does wrong. The only thing that looked actively terrible for me from an effects standpoint was when the kid activates the spaceship and the suit of armor comes online and just starts shooting people. And then they all shoot bullets at it and it magnetically collects all the bullets love, with his fist in front of oh, me. Love the bullet ball. Yeah, love the bullet dude. ball. That was another yeah. thing I'd written down under eight-year-old me loves this shit. I mean, Very tw- cool. I don't want to say my age. Like, lo- this many-year-old me loves this still. <laughs> yeah. So. Very cool. Very fist bumpy. Very bad effects. <laughs> it looked fine. It looked it fine. It did not. It looked like a CG bullet ball. Is that what it looked like? Did it look like a CG bullet ball? That's okay. Whatever. It's a CG but bullet ball. It's track. especially jarring when you're in a movie that like has proven how good CG I just want to like trajectorially mention too, like we've talked about all the heavy things that this movie is, which it absolutely is. But hearing this discussion, because listener, I didn't watch the movie if you didn't catch that. Hearing this discussion, what? that whole action sequence that we're treated to seems like it's a huge release and a relief, right? Like that is that not why it's there from a pacing standpoint? It's like you've dealt with uh, a oh, lot this of shit. Movie, yeah, it's an incredibly heavy shit that we're talking about. It's set against the backdrop of like a G.I. Joe plot. <laughs> yeah. Which is a and, weird and- thing, but that feels like at the point in time when shit gets real and it feels I'm remembering like it's when Vickis gets into the exoskeleton, like at that point it's like it's go time. It, oh yeah, we're, we're <laughs> fucking doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and you need it because like this movie. Yeah, you this need movie it. Is That's what I'm trying to say. Stuck with me more than almost any other movie. Like there are some of the top all time movies that stuck with me more, but this one just kind of made me feel like sick inside. It's a bit icky. Well, and we're we're kind of getting to the one of the last things I had and does wrong because I didn't know where else to put it. I don't know if this is necessarily something this movie does wrong, but. I think this movie has the highest body count of any movie we've watched where people, it's not just like people get killed, but they get explode. There is so much just like people are obliterated in this movie and, and the aliens as well. Like there's a whole scene of burning babies, essentially they're in egg form, which makes it a little bit more palatable, but like Mark to your point, not only are people getting exploded, but during the action scene, when it's absolutely lost the plot on the documentary camera, blood splatters on the non-existent documentary camera. Yeah. People explode (laughs) all over the place. The bad guy in this movie gets ripped limb from limb by an angry mob. (laughs) That that is very good though. That's very cathartic. It is exceptionally cathartic, but I mean, is it like goofus, Rufus, whatever, something? (laughs) I'm sure it's goofus. It's, it's laser and, and blazer. Taser. (laughs) Taser, taser. Uh, dude, there, I mean, there's Kubis. His name is Kubis. There's sounds like an asshole. There's 40 people in this movie that get, set on fire and or rocket propelled grenaded and or supersonic shock waved apart. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But also, I mean, you know, maybe we shouldn't glorify violence this much. That's probably a societal <laughs> point. This is what our society does wrong, but this movie does great. Eight year old. Blow the whistle. Oh yeah. Blow the whistle. Did you say blow the whistle. Or do you I've say said, don't we've all said blow the whistle oh. so many times. And out of hard does right. Um, the, the documentary goes out of its way to say that human rights groups are keeping a watchful eye, which, like, nope. You're expressly not... At that point, you might what? also be a human rights group, but you are an alien rights group. <sighs> I mean, they're, that's they're, a... You're splitting hairs at that point. If an no, alien, they're not, If an alien civilization what? comes to comes to the Earth, 
we'd probably still just call universal right. We'd probably call it universal rights group, whatever. Universal but rights, beings rights. We ab- there, the there's whole no the whole situation. point. The whole point of human rights is it's defining rights outside of civil rights, outside of what a government is willing to extend. Right. So the point of identifying something as a human right is saying that it's a right that is germane to something as a sentient being that are the humans. We haven't had right. another thing come that is a sentient being from outer space, but and you I'd could still ostensibly the... call it human rights. You could make no, a better No, you name couldn't. For it. The whole point is that the second we're aware of something else sentient other than humans, we it's not human rights. Fine. The whole point is that we'll it's beyond it humans. This is so this is, this such, is such a, a this is thing. such a nitpick, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. They said in the movie that they were going to serve eviction notices to 1.3 million aliens. Where are they going to go? And they were planning on doing it in like a in in like three days time. And the leader of the the this ex of this expedition, who is like the person in charge of it, is going boots on the ground, knocking door to door when there's a million of them to do. One point three million. Do they have? If they, <laughs> unless they have like forty seven years allotted to going door to door and knocking, getting them to slap the cla- the, the the boards away from their hands. They here's do what not have enough time to serve these. Here's what it was, Mark. They knew there was a documentary crew, so they had to show them them doing some, and then they just had a bunch of like child laborers signing fake documents in the other rooms. Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Probably accurate. Yeah. In this completely fictionalized world, yes, probably accurate. Uh, hey, when Vickis is uh, locked underground and he's being experimented on and then he escapes, they go out of their way to show one of the women hitting the alarm, like an emergency alarm, like lock everything down. He's broken out. And all it does is make an alarm go off. It doesn't lock any of the doors. Like he just escapes through a normal staircase. After like ten seconds after she's hit that alarm, if you have that kind of emergency lock it all down alarm, should probably lock some doors. While we're talking about, I'm giving tips to the eagle evil multinational United here. While we're talking about uh, protocols, I have some issues with the medical protocols in this movie. First off, any medical protocol that requires a living person to be zipped inside of a plastic bag probably not that great. From from head to toe, just zipped inside of an airtight plastic bag. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> uh, secondarily, why does he need to be conscious for all of the experimentation that they're doing with him operating the weaponry? Pain tolerance. No. They, they do go out of their way to say. They don't. Do they? No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, one of them says, like, we need to, they do a pain tolerance threshold where they drill into his shit. Oh, And then dude, they I say totally after that, we need to know how painful it is so we can gauge like what he can tolerate. But the know. point, they, they, but they, if they're, if they're just testing him using the weapons and they want him to pull the trigger and they're just going to tase him into pulling the trigger anyway, then just knock him the fuck out. Just sedate him so that he can't escape, which is what he does. And then takes down their entire fucking corporation. Yeah, you know, you know absolutely. what would have made all of this not happen? Propofol done <laughs> over can't escape. Yeah. Hey, also if hey, also. the kid was able, the alien kid was able to turn on the exoskeleton by remote, like just remotely turn on the exoskeleton. And the exoskeleton on its own killed 14 or 15 people and magneted all the bullets that were coming at it. Why is it an exoskeleton? Why isn't it just a fucking robot that kills everybody? It was doing a much better Jack, job than Vickers Jack, did. Jack, Jack, they made that movie. It was called Chappie. <laughs> it was also <laughs> they great. Didn't, they didn't make it until afterwards, and it wasn't great. Although I do fucking love... 
how stupid DeAntward is and everything DeAntward does. I kind of think whoever <laughs> loses Beers for Fears this week is just going to have to watch one of Elysium, Chappie, and Rock'em Sock'em. I mean, that seems fine. Or Hard Steel, or whatever the fuck the name of that movie was. Real Steel. Real Steel. Real Steel. Anyway, all I was saying is that the exoskeleton did a better job than Vickers. It doesn't need to be an exoskeleton. It should just be a robot. Uh-huh. And what I was saying was that whoever loses Beers for Fears this week needs to watch one of Elysium, Chappie, and Real Steel. Oh, I've gathered that, dude. Okay. It's going to be me. Uh, I mean, look at my performance this week. It's that's, me. That's I can why tell I'm you my, yeah, it's fine. I'm talking. <laughs> my lovely, long-suffering wife will be watching the music video for Enter the Ninja later tonight. Oh, so that's I, Billy. Sure you know, every happen. once in a while, I do just go down a D-Antward rabbit hole. They kind of rule. You, you know what my favorite thing about Ninja is? Is that he has a tattoo on his sternum that says, How can a angel break my heart? A <laughs> uh, angel. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it were grammatically correct, it's still a dumb question. <laughs> it's stupid on every level. I, I, love I it. actually really love it. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's what he said. I. How do they speak alien? Speaking of Deus Ex Machina. It's been 25, 30 years. I mean, yeah, but they clearly didn't go through the hoop. They didn't jump through the hoops they needed to in order to make this a discernible language. And it's not like they communicate What do you mean? back and forth. They they do the thing where all of the aliens understand English and respond in alien and all of the humans understand alien, alien and respond English. in English. Yeah, I mean it's it's an easy way out from a filmmaking yeah. perspective, but I don't think it's so far afield. It they doesn't bother me that much. You know what my real nitpick here is that they didn't do what Tolkien did and just invent a language. Invent a language. And that's upsetting to me. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> Oh god. They weren't Tolkien. Wow. That's my nitpick. that's my nitpick. Okay. They're they're also closer to languages that use the the I forget what the proper um term for like the clicking in languages but like zulu languages use that clicking sure. sound in languages so they're closer to that right as like an individual letter not as the entire speech thing but yeah yes no that's fair that's true um the last one i had which i think aligns very well with how this movie plays to uh children <laughs> who, who who love crazy violence and stuff oh, that, i yeah. i think it's funny that the big bad in this movie the, the paramilitary dude who's just an asshole thinks it's super cutting to call Vickus dickus oh yeah he hits that line so hard every time it's classic bullying it's pretty good though it it fits with his character it's classic it's so juvenile and works perfectly (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's great i guess that's a neat pick i'm going neat pick I'm probably out. I'm out of useful stuff to talk about, and I'm looking at my recording time code here, and it's uh, time to go to Randy. Well, hold on, Jake. Oh Jake, my God, how Jake, long? Do you have recording? any nitpicks? Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have any nitpicks that are bugging you from eight years ago? Excuse me. <laughs> Let's go to ratings. <laughs> We, over at ADC Horror, use the 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about the great kazoo who would rate the intelligence of Fred and Barney. Elementary, my dear dum-dum. And for 10, think about Sally Field who would rate how much you like her. You like me right now. You like me. Story's the first game to rate these movies. Jake, you didn't watch the thing. Rate it for story, but, like, temper it with what you remember about it combined with what we said about it. What are you talking about temper it with? I'm just giving my eight-year-old rating. What are you talking about? No, incorporate what we said. Incorporate what you said. I guess, I, well, I mean, yeah, my current opinion of the movie is what you mean. 
based on this, based on yes. my life experience. Yeah. Yes. Uh, story is a an important piece of this. Like we've said, it's an allegory for apartheid rule in South Africa and all the horrible things that that involved. And I think that it does a lot of things interestingly. I don't know that all of them from my memory are exactly how it, a clean story would be told, but I think that overall it works very well. My story rating would be an eight. I'm making these, I'm doing a jack this week. I'm making these up as I go. Fuck you. Hey. Well, I'm making them up as I go. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, look, I gave it a seven. I, I agree with you. This, this is doing a lot of fascinating things just from like a overall storytelling perspective and from a sci-fi perspective. There's a lot of really, really interesting stuff going on there combined with an apartheid allegory. Like it's all really cool. Then they just fail very hard on any kind of granular level where it just doesn't work at all. So like they're getting a lot of points for big concept, cool ideas, not a lot of points for details, work it out on the page. Mark. I actually went the highest of all of us. I gave it an eight and a half. I Okay. I I think I came off more negative than I intended to be with how meandering Vicus's character is. I actually kind of appreciate how. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Complex that, that was my he issue. is, despite the fact that it's a, it is a little inconsistent. But that's how humans are too, and it's such a complex situation as well. And like I said earlier, I think the treatment of the Nigerians is knowing in this movie trying to get people to fall for that trap of still just otherizing them in a movie about why we shouldn't, you know, why we shouldn't do apartheid. You know, it, there's, I don't know why I'm why laughing. We should, uh, welcome to my TED talk. Why we shouldn't do a part <laughs> PSA: Don't apartheid. I I might be I might be giving uh-huh. this movie more credit than it should have, but uh, for whatever no, look, reason, I, I want it. I want to do the work for it, and I think that's indicative I, I, of a pretty good story. I appreciate what you're saying. For for me, and it wasn't Vickis's character at all that downgraded for me. It was the Deus Ex Machinas of it all. I think that downgraded. The other thing it's that true. I do just want to say though is like, it's not that like as a look. We don't learn a lot here in America sometimes. Apartheid being one of those things that's not discussed heavily. Really didn't. I come think up. that it <laughs> is important to, in some way, shape, or form, like ingest things that will teach you about the way shit works in the world. And this is one of those things. Like, I did learn more about apartheid because of this movie. That is what it is. I mean, yeah. I didn't know enough about it, and I learned more because it interested me, and I learned more, and it's fucked up. What was the name of that Matt Damon movie uh, where he was uh, one of the Springboks on Invictus? Invictus, Invictus, yeah. That's a good movie, too. Pretty good one. Invictus Uh, is very good. Yeah. Although don't don't bring that up around my wife. She's got a lot to say about how that glorifies South Africa and demonizes New Zealand when New Zealand shouldn't have been demonized there. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, they got a he, they got a, a hero's journey, Jack. It's, it, who are the bad guys in Mighty Ducks Two? Is it like Norway I, or Iceland? Iceland. Iceland, yeah. du- Iceland might have <laughs> two ice rinks in the country. <laughs> Notoriously horrible Icelandic people. Yeah. Great well, I mean, but notorious though. powerhouse for hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been an, a professional Icelandic hockey player? Like one, maybe two? Yeah. Definitely. Well, and uh, Jake, I mean, to your point, we we currently live in a country where a lot of fucking just absolute assholes would rather pretend that they came from a different universe than acknowledge that apartheid and Nelson Mandela happened. You're, ta- you're referencing the Mandela stuff. effect, that thing? Yes, okay. and how it's yeah. a horribly racist thing. Hey, let's get to the next category. <laughs> Yay, world building immersion. Jake, what's your world building immersion score? Dude, I don't know. This is the hard- This is definitely the hardest one, having not seen the movie in eight years. 
Let's. How immersed were you? <laughs> let's, almost I, a yeah, let's ago. let's go ahead and say that I was pretty damn immersed. I think the world building and the immersion were pretty good here too. The first category I said was the bread and butter. This is close to it. They're part and parcel here. Uh, I think some of what some of what I remember for sure, and I think some of what this category for me the rating is going to be is that you can't get away from acknowledging that this is like a totally fabricated like cg land which i don't want to double jeopardize but like it is there that's a little bit immersion breaking at times though it does look good okay that just is what it is i'm giving it a seven i had to justify why i dumped it a point lower than my story category it was an immersive movie you're watching a movie with a ton of cg it just is what it is 10 this is a 10 for that's me that's weird uh not only do they build an amazing world of i mean obviously it's just a, a slum in johannesburg but like there are weird little elements of like the cat gangsters food. within this slum and the cat food that is like a currency because the aliens love to eat it yes, that is like weird thing <laughs> wildly world building yeah um also they build like an overall world of this mnu uh which is kind of a parody of a name but uh that you know, is is a very good parable for a evil multinational conglomerate. Then the immersion, I was so immersed in this thing that like when I'm watching it, I don't think about it shifting from a documentary to a third person omniscient camera um, just because of how on board I am. And Mark, you said it earlier, like it goes from genuine horror to a survival story to an action romp where I'm pumping my fist. And I was fully on board with that ride from start to finish. I loved every part of it. It only breaks down when you stop to think about it after having seen it. But while I'm watching it, I'm all the way on board. It's a 10 for me. This is immersion and world building. Mark. I gave it a seven and a half. I really like it when I come in between you guys and I really don't have to provide I know you do. Extra detail. <laughs> hey <laughs> Isolate that sound drop. Um, the, I, I think I put where you knock the movie more for Deus Ex Machina in story. I think that comes through more for me in like immersion with the alien speaking English and then human speaking alien, but not to each other, just hearing it and then responding in the different language, that type of shit. The... Those things are the ones that like take me out immersion wise, but then I immediately am back into it. I said it earlier. I think it is a testament to how good this movie is that it can completely change the format that it is presenting the film to you in, and you don't really care or notice until afterward. I like that. Yeah. That's going to take us into scare factor. Jake, what is your scare factor score? <laughs> I remember this being mostly ick factor. Um, I know there's obvious, like, horrible shit happening here but for me the scare that i remember came from all the body horror it's still low it's 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 like a three and a half let's say that's my memory there's some that is low. there's some icky shit that happened man but like overall like my my memory of this movie is icky shit happens and there's a lot of action yeah i gave it a six for scare factor it seems too for high me, this the the body horror is really scary but the other scary part is like him trying to get a hold of his wife when he's on the run and them tracking her phone all the time and him just wanting to talk to her but like get it he calls his house and his neighbors there and she's like i'm not gonna let you talk to her and then him seeing all the news the act of being cast out alien yeah man it's really it's horrible and then he's just like yeah he tries to buy some food and he's like no this but hand isn't that mutated give me a hamburger with this hand it, it and to say nothing of the fact that this movie fucking stuck with me i felt weird and icky for like a couple weeks after i watched this movie a couple what? Of weeks 
Yeah. Oh, you like originally, not this time. Y- yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, this time. Okay. I, I watched. <laughs> I watched this four weeks ago before I picked it. I mean, would you be surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I I watched this movie a long time ago, and then I picked it on our draft because I didn't want to watch another movie. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> But like this one is one of the movies that has stuck with me more than any other movie. Um, the body horror is fantastic in this. It's a six for me. Mark. Well, I gave it a two. Body horror is literally the only part of this that is horror, and that's. I, I look. If we get into the, if we get into the, I, I am willing to recognize that there are absolutely atrocious affronts to humanity that we, happened in our history. But if we start including just things that are. Metaphors for apartheid of of humans, or yeah, just metaphors for humans being dicks to other humans. Mm -hmm. Then our scare factor scores are going to be completely. I I agree with that, but then what do we do with zombie movies? Because that's like half of what those do. That's more than half, to be honest with you. I uh, good question. It's more of a horror movie than are the movie we come back to me next zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, come back to me next time we do that. Part. Okay, okay. Uh, deal. That, that is, Which, that by is the a way, very Mark, good question. I, I think the, those, cannot wait to talk to you, Mark, about Army of the Dead. Those two. Th- well, I'm definitely not watching it because everything I've seen is that it's terrible. Uh, it isn't. <laughs> it's not terrible. No, I'm telling you, it's not terrible. That means it sucks. What? Okay, no, I'm I telling watch you it. that it's pretty great. It's Shit, there's absolutely. Watch it. I'm not falling. Isn't it like three hours long? It's like it is like two hours and fifteen minutes. Oh long. god, Way I'm too not long. taking that bait. Definitely dude. still watching it. Whatever. Here we go. It's not bait. bait. It's not. It's bait. bait. <laughs> uh, effects are judicious, like they're off. Jake, what's your score? <laughs> that was your thing. That was your thing. Uh, this movie looked really fucking good, and through the course of this conversation, I am given to understand that it still looks really fucking good. Therefore, I don't remember anything about the sound. To be honest with you, I'm guessing sound it sounded great. well. Sounded well. Sounded great. The sound mixing is great in this movie. Cool. I'm I'm just okay. Give it a score. Oh, uh, nine. Nice. Very wow, I like it. It still is like it, you're. Uh, here's the reason though. Like my my thought process there is that it looked really fucking good, and we obviously know that Weta did a bang up job, but it still is CG, and there are going to be noticeable elements of it. You talked about the bullet ball. I'm guessing there are some other very, things. Very very bad. It looks great. I mean, like my eight year old me loved it. Also, thirty-two-year-old me loved it. Also, Mark, you at, weren't at all eight when this came out. I don't know why you keep saying Be, no. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guy. Maybe maybe I was an we exceptional were 20 case when here. This came out, but we were twenty-one when this came out. Oh, not yeah, twenty-one. Um, there. When I was when I was my my point here is that the archetypal eight year old loves those I I see I understand now I misunderstand like you. like the guns that shoot guns that shoot swords type of shit <laughs> completely impractical things that are exceptionally violent that type of stuff yeah what was the it wasn't ghost ship but what was the boat movie where they had the wild ass deep weird guns? rising where they deep they rising, decided yeah. to put they did I the funny thing is I listened to that episode just the other day and there's a lot of things that I need to bring back from that we haven't talked about Ernie in so long he's still in the woods I just let him loose <laughs> in Salt Lake after taking a bunch oh, of peyote Ernie. you had to leave him you had to leave him he might You're just, starting he a new might life just, he you might he you might wander back in. He might wander back in. If one he of wanders times. back in, you kick him the fuck out. <laughs> I think he's grown up a lot. You know, I think oh, Ernie's I'm just saying. You have, you have a daughter now. You have to protect. I don't even know where we are. Who has to give what score? <laughs> but yeah, in Deep Rising, they strapped a bunch of other. What barrels the hell did you give your effect score? What was your effect score? <clears throat> what was my? I gave it a nine. There. This movie looks fantastic. 
This Great. movie looks it, fantastic. This is an example of how good CG can look. This is this is a tour de force from Weta. This looks better than Avatar, and they did. It's cooler and better. <laughs> it's cool and better. Yes, I said it looks. I said it looks well. <laughs> Wait, Jack, you never even gave it an effect score. What did you give it? Oh, I, I thought I said eight. I think I did. Okay, cool. Wow, so worse than us. Huh. <laughs> My goodness. Tour de force eight. I mean, eight's pretty good. It is still all CG. Like it, <laughs> yes, okay. A there's a ceiling there. Yeah. Look. Jake, yeah. overall. What do you want from me? I want your overall rating. Uh, seven and a half feels right. <laughs> a very specific thing. <laughs> That's asking a lot, dude. I need general things. I said seven and a half. I'm not going to elaborate. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it an eight. This movie straight up rules. It gets better every single time I watch it. This movie is a masterpiece. It's fucking great. Eight. Masterpiece Mark. is an eight. It is, I mean, it is a fantastic It's a movie. weird masterpiece, but it's a masterpiece. There's so much to unpack here. Uh, I, I still feel like there's things we haven't really even talked about. This is one of the ones that I want to chat. I, I want to watch with you guys and like unpack in the moment because there's so 100%. many individual small details that like we can't talk oh. about on this type of podcast. I, didn't, I haven't even mentioned this yet. I watched this with my lovely wife and... She like at one point had to say like, you have to stop talking. We have to just watch this movie. <laughs> um, I gave it I gave it an eight and a half. This uh, it's fantastic pick. I it surprised me how this isn't like it's it's really it it is a horror movie, but it's so horror ish. But also it's not ever brought up anymore. Like this is kind of forgotten. You know. I don't think it's yeah. out there like as yeah, it's not discussed. It's it's also crazy that like this got four Academy Award nominations and undeservedly lost to Avatar a bunch of times, but like man, this is a great fucking movie. This is a better movie than Avatar, right? For a directorial a debut. Avatar, fuck. Remember that time the <laughs> Crash for... won movie of the year at the no. Oscars? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but for but also like for a directorial debut? Yeah, that's true. Jack, why did you pick this movie? I couldn't Did we tell not you. talk about that? That's your issue, Jack. You fucking fucked it up. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I've, I wanted to talk about it with you guys. I, I watch it. I don't know once a year or something. Every other year. I could I not watch this it. once a year. You watch this every other year. You've seen it four times since two thousand. I guess that kind of works out. Whatever. Fine. 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 <laughs> fine. Let's move on. Let's move on. Who are we recommending this to? Everybody. To I'm who recommending are we ev- recommending it? Shut up. <laughs> With your goddamn dangling participles. Yeah, I don't need your participles. And also, uh, uh, a segment that if you're interested in the for, if you're interested in the format, go check out our friends over at Who the Hell Is This For. There you go. So, who the hell is this for? Everybody, I think for it's everybody. For whom the hell is this? <laughs> yes. So now you're talking you. shit on their name, huh? <laughs> thank you, thank you. I mean, their name is grammatically incorrect. You're sliding the name. Fault. Oh my That's god! That's not my fault. Oh my god! Wait, they got wait, their wait, name wait. wrong. For whom the hell is this? Yes. For whom the bell tolls. <laughs> Look, it's not my Time fault they fucked up their on. own name. For, for whom the say. hell is this? Yeah. My point is I'm going to recommend this. It's for whomever the hell the bell tolls, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the bell tolls for you, Jake. What? I would recommend this to you. That's the point of the Anyone. poem. Time marches on. Jake Mark. was doing a Metallica thing. Yes, yeah, okay. I'm doing a, a poem. Thing. I'm understanding okay. what you're doing. I don't appreciate it because I'm it's literally just saying the Metallica's off. Poem. A poem. You want me right. to? You want me to bust out some poems? I know Make a lot of poems. Make us fight on the hill. No, I was doing a poem because it's a po poem. It's a poem. For whom the bell tolls? Is that a? That's not a po poem. You just said I it was a poem. You said, 
Yeah. It's also a Hemingway. Yeah, it's a not an Edgar Allan Poe. It's not an Edgar Allan Poe poem. It's a it's, big old it's book. It's not even a poem. It's a novel. It's a huge but... old book. A huge old pack of words. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, you have to finish the podcast. I'm done. I'm Anyone. Anyone. It's for anyone. I would recommend this it's to It's for whomever anyone. the bell tolls. And time does march on, and it has, and therefore we're leaving. For whom's the bell tolls. Christ. This has been episode 222, that means 222, of the A to Z Whorecast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, head on over to A to Z Whore.com to check it all out or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are all going to be down there in the links in the description below. If you're here still, you definitely know that. Also, if you're here still, you definitely know about our Patreon, which you should consider becoming a member of. But like Jack said at the top of the episode, the money is not going to be going to us. That's not where it should be going. It should be going to somewhere that actually needs it deserves it that is feeding america like it has been for the past year you're gonna get the same great perks that you would otherwise but you're gonna have peace of mind of knowing that your money is going to a place that matters as always the music has been coming at you from super bear their links down there in the description below as well and next week we're moving on to mark's first pick of this crop of horror movies it's joyride and that's gonna be coming at you roughly one week from today so until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some horror movies have a great week everybody Sure. So, and if it if it didn't happen to me, then I doubt it exists.